This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Pittsburgh, the Pirates 5 and the Padres 4 as the Padres are swept in a three-game series by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Padres have lost five consecutive games and for the very first time here in 2023, here on Game 81, the first half of the season officially has come to an end. The Padres are 37 and 44, seven games below 500 for the very first time this season. And every time you think the bottom can't get lower, that it can't get worse, well, the first half of the season here on game 81, as we reach the midway point, the Padres are now somewhere they have not been this season. Seven games below 500, five consecutive losses to the Pirates and the Nationals. The Pirates and the Nationals, a Pirates team that entered this series losing 12 of their last 13 games and a Pirates team that in the 49 games prior to this series were 15 and 34 in their 49 games prior. That is who the Padres, a team that people picked to win the World Series, a team that's got one of the biggest payrolls in baseball, a team that is now seven games below 500. That's who they lost to. That's who swept them in a three-game series. Hard to believe. We'll try to break it down here on the post-game show, and I think we'll start wide here, the big picture, because it's hard to believe what's transpired in less than a two-week span. You'll remember a couple of Sundays ago, the Padres beat Tampa Bay. At that point, they had won three consecutive series. They were 35-36, and a game below five hundred. 10-6 10-6 and six in the month of June. We said it here on the pre- and post-game shows. It felt like things were starting to turn. Since then, the Padres have lost 8 of 10. And again, 5 in a row to the Nationals and the Pirates. And again, they are now 37-44 and 44 here on the year. We'll get into this game. And it just... The Padres had a 4-0 lead in this game. And the Pirates go on to score one in the fourth inning, one in the sixth inning, three in the seventh inning, and a seventh inning that once again unraveled the bullpen 
unable to hold the lead, and that's certainly part of the story in this 10-game stretch. But again, the Padres' offense got three in the second, one in the fourth inning, and then it shut down. And it's been the same story through 81 games, and we'll break down every aspect and talk about the bullpen and talk about Tim Hill in the seventh inning. And certainly those were key moments and a key error and bad decision by Hill in that seventh that really set up the whole inning for the Pirates. But the Padres, again, did not have a run after the fourth inning. And like Jesse and Tony alluded to at the end of the broadcast, the Padres are at a point right now where the offense must do more to help out other areas of this team that haven't been quite as sharp as they were earlier in the year. Both the starting pitching and Joe Musgrove was really good today. Six innings, two earned runs given up. Quality outing, he did his part. The bullpen has not been as sharp. But for a team that was built to hit, this offense was supposed to carry this team, and it is not through 81 games. And we've seen it throughout this five-game losing streak. We've seen it in the last 10 games. The Padres have lost eight of them, and we saw it again here today. And then almost fittingly in the ninth inning against David Bednar, who, by the way, former Padre, came up through the Padres system, was part of that Joe Musgrove trade, and in fairness, a trade that sort of worked out for everybody with Musgrove uh, you know, becoming a big name here and uh, Bednar becoming a, a really good closer for the Pirates. But against a, a guy the Padres traded, Padres down by one in the ninth inning, get a leadoff walk, go ahead, run at the plate, tying run at first base, and then Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado go down in order to end the game. The guys that have to come through in those kinds of spots, but while Tatis has certainly been good, Soto certainly has been good for a while, this was a team that was built around the big four, as we've always said, Fernando, Soto, Machado, Bogarts, and given the opportunity in the ninth inning to turn this game around and, inv- and avoid what is a disastrous sweep in Pittsburgh, they could not find a way to tie the game, take a lead, and the Padres fall 5-4. to four. So, We'll continue to break it down. We're going to take you up until 2 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan, the Padres Radio Network at 2 p.m. It'll be Matt Scraby, myself. I'm going to fill in for a little bit on uh, Gwyn and Chris. We'll continue our Padres talk. We have a lot to do. Radio highlights coming up. We'll recap this game in its entirety. And we'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Also hear reaction from the clubhouse. But bottom line, it is awfully hard to believe. And I'm in that category of... Uh, People who are looking for words right now and looking for answers, it is hard to believe where this team is here on June 29th, 81 games in, somehow 37 and 44, seven games below 500 for the very first time this season. We'll try to make sense of it all when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Day and night 
Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Pittsburgh, the Pirates 5 and the Padres 4. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios, taking you up until 2 p.m. A lot of time between now and then when Gwyn and Chris will come your way, but it's going to be Scraby and Sammy here today on 97.3 The Fan. I'll join uh, Matt Scraby uh, in the uh, uh, 2 o'clock hour for at least uh, a little while uh, in the early portion of Gwyn and Chris. Who knows? Maybe I'll stick around the whole time, but uh, I'll be joining Scraby towards the top of the hour, but a lot to do before then. We'll give you the radio highlights from this game in just a moment. Also go back to Pittsburgh here from Padres manager Bob Melvin. I'm sure you don't want to miss that because this is just uh, another crushing loss for the San Diego Padres. Five straight defeats to the Pirates and the Nationals. They've lost eight of ten, and the Padres are at a point they have not been all season long. Seven games below 500, 37 and 44. And before we get to the highlights, I'll echo what I said many times last night. We went an hour and 45 minutes on the post game last night. We took a ton of calls, and I was hoping that was sort of rock bottom for all of us. And hopefully today they could turn it around, get a win going out of Pittsburgh and head on to Cincinnati, a team that's playing really well right now. That did not happen here today. You know, you try to find, I think in my role as a pregame host, postgame host, somebody who's following the team every day in the clubhouse, has been here since spring training in Peoria every day, going all the way back to early mid-February, you try to find the positives. And certainly you can look game by game and, You can pick out positives from any baseball game you watch, pretty much. But it's hard right now to figure out what those positives are in a really macro sense for the San Diego Padres because it's not just how they're losing, which is giving up leads, which is not tacking on, making mistakes, fundamentals are not being executed, but it's also who they're losing to. The Nationals, one of the worst records in the National League, They lose to them Saturday and Sunday. The Pirates had been playing awful baseball entering this series. And no disrespect to them. They came in, they outplayed the Padres. Every night, they came back in games. They pitched well. Their bullpen was pretty good. But the Pirates, I mean, they have a better better record than the Padres. They're 38-42. and Padres are 37-44. and The Pittsburgh Pirates are ahead of the San Diego Padres in the wild card race here on June 29th. It's how they're losing, who they're losing to, and it makes it pretty painful right now. And it is pretty hard to come up with the answers to see how this gets turned around because right now the Padres haven't shown many signs that lead you to believe that run that we've all been waiting for for three months that we've all, I think for the most part, at least somewhere in us, believe they can go on. Well, right now the the signs of that run are, are not showing. So we'll see if they can get it going in Cincinnati. But before then, we've got a lot to talk about, about this series, about this game. Let's tell you about this game. And again, we'll hear from Bob Melvin after our radio highlights. Let's recap it first. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. A scoreless first inning in Pittsburgh today. And by the way, that was after... What was it, about a 45-minute delay due to the air quality in Pittsburgh? So we had to wait around for this game to get underway, but it did get underway in the 10 o'clock hour. 
Scoreless first inning, but the Padres got it going against Pirates starter Luis Ortiz in the top of the second. Jake Cronenworth and Rugnet Odor hit back-to-back one-out singles to put runners at first and third. Ha-Sung Kim then drove in a run with a sack fly. It was 1-0 San Diego. There was still a runner on second base for Trent Grisham. 1-0 Padres in the second, and this one's hit in the air to deep right field. Davis will turn around and watch this one. Gonna go! A two-run homer for Trent Grisham. And a three-run second inning for the Pods. 3 nothing Padres after an inning and a half. Joe Musgrove was very good to start. Three scoreless innings to begin his day. In the top of the fourth, Ha-Sung Kim extended the Padres' lead. The two and two. And Kim swings, hits it in the air to deep left field. Connor Joe racing back to the wall, twisting and turning. It's going to go! A home run to left field for Ha-Sung Kim. Second of the day for the Pods, and they lead 4-0 in the fourth. Hassan Kim's ninth home run of the season, his fourth in the last seven games. Hassan Kim was a big, bright spot in this game. He continues to be. In the bottom of the fourth inning, Pirates got a run, a leadoff single, then a double. Musgrove allowed a sack fly from Nick Gonzalez to make it 4-1, to one, but that was all he allowed in the fourth. Padres then loaded the bases in the fifth inning, but did not score. Fast forward to the bottom of the sixth inning. Joe Musgrove back to work. Andrew McCutcheon started the inning with a double. Henry Davis, uh, Davis was next. As this ball is lined into left field by Davis, McCutcheon rounding third. He's on his way home. Soto's throw will go into second base. RBI single Henry Davis, his second hit of the afternoon, and now a two-run game near the bottom of the sixth inning. That was all Musgrove allowed in the sixth inning. Final line on Joe, six innings, two earned runs allowed, seven hits. He struck out six, walked one at 93 pitches. Tim Hill entered in the bottom of the seventh inning. Padres leading 4-2. to he issued a leadoff walk. Jerry Triolo singled to put runners at first and third. Hill got the first out of the inning on a line drive that hit his glove. He knocked it down and got the out at first base. Triolo went to second. So the tying runs in scoring position with one out. Jack Sawinski was at the plate. One and two to Sawinski. The pitch from Hill is grounded slowly up the first baseline. It is going to be a fair ball. Hill throws it up the right field line. That'll tie the game. Castro had already scored. Now Triolo comes in as Sawinski ends up at second base. If Hill just picks it up, they get one. But he had to hold on to it. Instead, he tried to get the out at first base, threw it up the right field line, and we're tied at four. Tim Hill had no chance to get the out at first base. In fact, Jake Cronenworth nor Ha Sung Kim, they weren't anywhere close to the bag. Two runs scored. It was a four to four game. That was it for Tim Hill. And by the way, the third throwing error in Tim Hill's last two appearances. So, Hill was out of the game. Sawinski went to second base. That was significant. Luis Garcia entered. He got a ground out from Andrew McCutcheon for out number two. Henry Davis, the rookie, then dug in. And the pitch is lined into right field. Charged by Dixon. He'll have to play it on a hop. And the run's going to score. Sawinski comes in. And the Bucks lead for the first time today. It's 5-4. to four. A three-run seventh inning for Pittsburgh. It was 5-4 to four Pirates. We go to the eighth inning. Ha-Sung Kim hit a two-out double against Pirates reliever Angel Perdomo to put the tying run in scoring position. Pirates manager Derek Shelton was aggressive in this game. He went to their closer, David Bednar. Bednar struck out Trent Grisham to end the inning. Luis Garcia pitched the scoreless bottom of the eighth inning, so he went to the ninth inning. Padres still trailing just by one, 5-4. to four. 
Gary Sanchez pinch hit for Austin Nola. He drew a leadoff walk against Bednar. And then it was Fernando Tatis Jr., followed by Juan Soto, followed by Manny Machado. In the ninth inning, Bednar struck out Tatis, struck out Soto, and got a ground out for Manny Machado to end the inning. That tying run never even got the second base. And that was the ball game. And he swings, hits a topper to the left of the mound. Bednar can't get there. Triolo charges, throw to first, in time. Ball game is over. Pirates come from behind to beat the Padres this afternoon, 5-4. to four. They sweep the series. And for the first time in 2023, the Padres are seven games below 500. And Jesse just about said it all there. Seven games below 500, 37 and 44 now the record Padres have lost five straight to the Nationals and the Pirates they've lost eight of 10 and again after being 35 and 36 less than two weeks ago 10 and 6 in their last 16 games and looking like they were on the precipice of maybe getting this thing really going in the right direction it has gone the complete other way and the Padres now at a point they have not been in the 2023 season seven games below 500. All right, let's go back to Pittsburgh. Here's some post-game reaction from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Bob, I'm sorry to ask, but how is it that you guys are playing worse, it seems? Many nights lately. Worse than what? I mean, you were before. Before, we're talking about the offense an awful lot, and now we're talking about errors and the bullpen and just a a myriad of ways. Well, as I've said all year, we probably haven't gotten our timing right. So we score some runs early. Joe does a nice job. You know, we don't have a ton of fresh arms in the bullpen. You know, with Steven out, that's usually his role. We wanted uh, Timmy at the bottom. We wanted. Garcia once it got to McCutcheon, and obviously when you make an error late in the game, it ends up costing you. It appeared that Tim tried to hold onto the ball once he realized. I, I'm not sure he, once it was hit, whether or not he thought it was going foul or not. There was a little indecision once he got the ball. He knew it was going to have to be quick. I don't know if the runner was in the baseline, um, but it ended up being a play we've seen before. Do you think that Xander's throw that could have completed a double play early made Joe have a long at bat. How kind of crucial maybe Joe might have got another inning? Could be. But, you know, he got out of the inning. He gave us six innings, you know, with what he's been going on. That's probably good for him right now. Um, but we still have to finish out the games. And, you know, and then we don't, you know, we add on or, or come up with a big hit as well. So it's kind of some of the same issues. I know you've answered this question a lot. But you're, this was the 81st game, so halfway through. How is the second half better than the first? Well, we have. I mean, look, we got to put these things away, and we got to be mentally tough, and and we got to at some point in time start over, and and understand that, you know, this isn't what we wanted. There's nothing we can do about it, um, and we have to have a big second half. We have to have a really big last 81 games. But I think more than anything, it's about just winning a game to get us to start because we're having trouble doing that right now. Could you envision on opening day this being your record at halfway? No, I don't think anybody could. I've been asked that a lot. Bob, you talked about it a little bit before the game yesterday, the conditions here. Um, obviously, there was the delay today. Just the reaction to how that was 
handled and how the guys dealt with the conditions overall? I didn't hear anybody complaining about it. So it was a non-issue for us both nights. I mean, yesterday and today. Robert, the home run's a positive sign. You had only hit one in the previous four games. Yeah, it's part of what we do. I, you know, we've been a little bit remiss in, in some of the power, but it's more, you know, in big situations coming up with a hit, it doesn't necessarily take a home run. Now, home run's a momentum, you know, shifter. We got a, we got a you know, obviously a couple of those that, that helped. Um, but, you know, it's the middle innings toward late innings when we have to put a little bit more pressure because it, uh, it's taking a toll on the bullpen a little. Are your pitching plans Lugo tomorrow then? It's Lugo tomorrow, and then we'll see how Waka's doing. We'll see how Darvish is doing. Re Waka recover from today's bullpen. Yeah. Is that what you're waiting he for? He feels pretty good, yeah. Saw Darvish play catch Correct. possible Sunday? Possible. Does he need to throw a bullpen tomorrow? Yes. Okay. What made uh, today a good day for Tatis to get a rest? Just because he's played every, he played every inning of every game in the outfield. So, it was, you know, Doors ready to go out there, um, get his bat in the lineup again. You know, got a hit, obviously a, a big hit at the time. Um, but, yeah, I, they, I really, honestly, I need to do more of that. We've been running the same guys out there quite a bit. And also on defense. To some extent, you're um, cornered by your, by your situation in the standings and your lineup. Would that be a correct observation by there in terms of rest? Well, we, you know, these guys are there to play every day. And, and when you're going through tough spots like we are right now, you feel like every game is the most important game. And so we keep running them out there. But today was a day that I felt like, like I said, with Toddy's played every inning, every game in the outfield. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from Pittsburgh as the Padres lose this game 5-4 to four to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Sam Levitt with you back inside our San Diego studios. You heard a lot there from Bob Melvin and much of uh, what we've heard the past few nights and uh, really a lot this season. I mean, it's the same stuff. It's a team not clicking. It's a team not hitting enough. And that's what I keep coming back to. And maybe I sound like a broken record saying it night after night. I know the bullpen had a 4-2 to two lead. It evaporated in a single inning. Padres never recovered. I get all that. But again, I just look at this. Three runs in the second, one run in the fourth inning, and the Padres had two hits the rest of the game. By the way, which included the top of the lineup coming up three separate times again after the fourth inning. Tatis had three more at-bats. Soto had three more at-bats. Machado had three more at-bats. By the way, Manny was 0 for 5 in this game. Bogarts had two more. Had a single. Not clicking. Not cohesive. Five straight losses. And these are the teams that are ahead of the Padres right now in the wild card race. Padres are eight out at the moment. We'll see where they are exactly. It'll either be eight and a half or seven and a half, depending on what other teams do today. But at this moment, eight out. The Cubs. Remember when the Padres played the Cubs in Chicago? We were talking about, you know, the Cubs not being a very good team. The Pirates, the way we talked about them before this series. The Brewers are are pretty good. Phillies are good. But teams between the Padres and the wild card spots that if somebody would have told you on June 29th, those teams would be closer to a postseason spot than the Padres. If I told you that in spring training, you would have said I'm crazy. But uh, 
It's not crazy. It's reality right now for this Padres team. And like Bob Melvin said, this ball club has to have a much better second half than they did the first half. And much better might be putting it lightly. It has to be incredibly better for this team to make the postseason. And the hard part about it right now is that the signs just aren't there with the way they're playing and who they're losing to. So we'll continue to break it down. Tough one here today. Pirates 5, Padres 4, much more to come. May have some additional post-game audio coming from the clubhouse as well. As we sort this one out, the Pirates win it. They sweep the San Diego Padres in a three-game series. Padres now seven games below 500. More to come after this on the Padres Radio Network. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network continues. Final score here today, the Pirates 5 and the Padres 4 as the Padres continue to struggle mightily as they lose five in a row. They've lost eight of ten. Padres now 37 and 44 on the year. Pirates improved to 38 and 42. Again, if you're just joining us, this game was in hand for the Padres. They had a 4-0 lead, scoring three in the second, a two-run home run by Trent Grisham in the second inning. Made it a 3-0 game. Then Ha-Sung Kim, who has been really, really good as of late. A solo home run in the fourth inning. His ninth home run of the season. His fourth in the last seven games. I mean, Kim's having a great season. Really is. When you pair what he's done offensively, the, the development he continues to show with the defense he plays, he is... One of the best defensive players in baseball. I mean, he's the tops as far as defensive runs saved in baseball right now. He's having a really, really good season. Kim entered today. I'd have to recalculate the numbers, including today. But entering today, and he went two for four today with a home run. Two extra base hits, two, double and a homer. He entered today, last 13 games, hitting 354 with a 404 on base percentage. Three home runs, nine RBIs. So at least in his last 14, he's well above 350, over a 400 on base percentage, four home runs, 10 RBIs, 10 runs scored. I mean, he has just been wonderful. So shout out to Ha-Sung Kim. He continues to, to get it done. But the Padres led 4 nothing, and then the Pirates started to chip away. They got a run against Joe Musgrove on a sack fly in the fourth inning. They got another run against Joe in the sixth inning on an RBI single. But look, Joe didn't. Have his best stuff. He wasn't at his absolute best, his most dominant, and we've seen that from Joe. 
But, hey, he went six innings, two earned runs given up, six strikeouts, seven hits allowed, gave you a quality outing. And we know he's dealing with that bursitis in his right elbow. I did wonder a little bit with Joe at 93 pitches and especially with the struggles of the bullpen and how badly the Padres need these games. Admittedly, I wondered a little bit when Hill came on for the seventh inning if Joe could have got a couple more outs. Um, but you heard Bob Melvin allude to it there, and I, and I totally understand that he's been dealing with, with the bursitis and he's battling through it, and they're getting him ready to start, and the results have been great. So, you know, if, if Bob Melvin felt like that was what Joe could give them and what was appropriate, I, I do understand that. Um, but look, in the seventh inning, it unraveled. Tim Hill, the walk, a single, gets the first out as the tying run goes to second, and then the play in the seventh inning. And uh, we heard during the post-game press conference, you know, I, I can't remember if it was Bob or uh, one of the reporters who who said it, that maybe it looked like he was trying to hold on to the ball. I got to be honest with you. I went back and watched the play. Tim Hill didn't try to hold on to it. He just spun around a ball that he should have put in his back pocket and threw it away. I mean, I don't know if there was a lack of communication between Cronenworth and Hill, but somebody's got to tell Tim Tim Hill there, don't throw, keep it, put it away, whatever terminology they use down there because he had no chance to get the runner and nobody was at first base. And not only did that tie the game because the run came around from second to tie it at four, but it also allowed Sawinski to go to second base. And then the two-out single by Davis, really a bloop two-out single by Davis that Dixon couldn't get to, and that was a 5-4 lead for the Pirates. So that was the story here today, and the Pirates sweep the San Diego Padres in a three-game series. All right, we'll hear from Joe Musgrove coming up in just a second. First, I do want to tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game you know what? I'm looking at this. It's not going to be Luis Ortiz, the pirate starter. Won't be any of their relievers. I give it to Joe Musgrove today. And I know that sounds odd at this moment with the way the Padres are playing to be giving them awards, but six innings, two earned runs. I mean, Joe was good, and, and he wasn't at his absolute best today as far as the dominance, the stuff. We've seen him even better than this. But, hey, on a day where the Padres needed a good start, Six innings, two earned runs, you'll take that. By the way, Blake Snell, six innings, two earned runs yesterday. And the Padres lose both games. It's something Jesse and I talked about in the pregame that the number, and to be honest with you, I have to look it up because I don't know exactly what the record is, but the number when the Padres get a quality start, their record is not what you think it would be. I mean, they've just lost way too many games where they've got great starting pitching, quality starts. And when you talk about things that need to change in the second half of the year, game 81 here today, so starting tomorrow, officially we are in the numerical second half of the season. I mean, that's right up there. I mean, when the Padres get good starting pitching, you got to win these games. You have to win these games. And quite frankly, if the Padres are going to get back to 500, make the postseason, go on what now has to be a tremendous run in the second half, they, they have to find ways to to win games when they get great starting pitching. And for the most part, and part of the reason 
It is so frustrating as the Padres, for the most part this season, have received great starting pitching, but somehow find themselves now seven games below 500. All right, again, Joe Musgrove, very good today. Six innings, two runs given up. He's obviously one of the leaders of this team. He's had big moments for for this team. We talked about it in the pregame. When you need a win, uh, I think you can make the argument nobody else should want on the mound other than San Diego's own Joe Musgrove. Joe spoke with the media inside the Padres clubhouse right after the game. Um. I mean, execution is all right. I think I made pitches when I needed to, but overall, the consistency throughout the at-bats and throughout the innings wasn't very good. Um, I think, you know, we planned really well against these guys, and that's what allowed us to get some quick outs and, you know, keep my pitch count down, um, attacking the right way. I got tagged for a 12-pitch at-bat to Bay, which kind of hurt me and cost me that last inning. But, um, yeah, overall, I executed pretty well when I needed to. Um, that last inning, a four-pitch to McCutcheon gets a double, and then, I thought I'd do a good first pitch break from all to Henry. I think maybe just one too many on the day. Um, yeah, but overall, limited the damage at first and second, no one out in the, uh, the third inning or whatever it was. And getting out of that with one was big after we get a good lead. So, um, yeah, not super efficient or consistent. Or I shouldn't say efficient, but super consistent, but made pitches when I needed to. Joe, basically right at the midpoint of the season, just how would you evaluate how the team is going right now? Obviously, it hasn't been that great lately. Yeah, I mean, it's been really bad. Um, all around too, and it's not, you know, we say it all the time, and I know from the outside it looks like a bunch of overpaid guys not performing, but I mean, sometimes there's just no answer, you know, we're going through it right now and everyone sees it, you know, we feel it for sure, um, you know, but if you think this team's rolling over, you're, you know, sorely mistaken, you know, which, I mean, we're trying to find out what it is, we're switching up routines, um, you know, taking different approaches, having meetings, we're talking about all these things, and it's just, not going our way right now and it feels like every loss that goes by just piles on and piles on and piles on so um we just you know we need to put a couple good games together here and get on a little bit of a run and start finding our identity but um there's plenty of fight left in this team you know we haven't played our best ball yet and uh you know we're damn sure not giving up yet so you mentioned that you made the second in the room at bat and when the hitters like a chip chip bottle what was your what was your personal mindset yeah, I mean, it's really easy in those situations to get, you know, frustrated and then try to make a miss, but you got to just really stay within yourself, just keep executing pitches. Um, you know, at that point, I think it was 3-2, so, you know, I'm trying to throw strikes, but you're trying not to leave him a cookie, and I was at that point just challenging him. Um, wasn't going to walk him, wasn't going to force him, you know, to swing the bat and, and earn his way on base, and, you know, I threw him everything I had, change-ups, backdoor cutters, cutters in, forcings up, breaking balls. Um, he just seemed to be just on everything, so you just try to stay on that at bat, and, you know, you're 10 pitches in there, it's, you know, it's crucial to get him out in that situation and not waste 11, 12 pitches to let a guy on base. So. You know, it's kind of an unusual day with the smoke and the delay and everything. Did it have any effect on you or anyone else here? Uh, I mean, I don't know about anybody else. I know a few guys said their eyes were, um, you know, burning a little bit throughout the game. It was tough to, you know, get the visuals right. Um, I think some guys obviously struggled with breathing a little bit, but... Um, it didn't affect me too much. It was more so the routine of getting fired up in here and throwing weighted balls and getting ready to go out and, and then getting the brakes put on and having to chill for 20 minutes and then trying to fire it back up. I think that um, threw me out of whack a little bit as far as, you know, just overall, you know, condition of the body and how I felt going out there. But executed mid pitches, try not to, you know, let it be an excuse. That was Joe Musgrove, today's starting pitcher, inside the clubhouse after this game. The Padres falling 5-4 to four to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And 
I thought some pretty strong comments there by Joe, and uh, I know it was maybe a little bit hard to hear there. Hopefully you heard what he said, and we had to uh, bleep out a couple of moments there, which is okay. Emotion's okay. Um, But Joe, and I thought this was probably the, the most impactful thing he said, said, I know from the outside it looks like a bunch of overpaid guys not performing, but sometimes there's just no answer. There's plenty of fight left in this team. That was Joe Musgrove from inside the Padres clubhouse after another crushing defeat at the hands of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Padres get swept in Pittsburgh. They've lost five in a row, seven games below 500 here on June 29th. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back with more out-of-town scoreboard, continue to break down this game again. Gwyn and Chris, today it'll be myself and Matt Scraby. I'll be with Matt at least for a while. We'll see how long Scraby can convince me to stay. We'll see. Final score, Pirates 5, Padres 4 on the Padres Radio Network. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios, taking you up until 2 p.m. That's when Gwyn and Chris will come your way. But today it'll be Matt Scraby and myself filling in uh, for Tony and Ello, and nothing really to talk about. Maybe a little NBA free agency on the way. (laughs) Uh, NHL, Frank Seg, NHL free agency, yeah. Talk about something I'm not talking about. Uh, Draft, NFL draft. I don't know. Well, we have a lot to talk about, obviously. 5-4, Pirates win it over the Padres. Padres have lost five in a row. And, folks, it it doesn't give me pleasure to uh, say these things over and over, but kind of is what it is right now. I had uh, somebody uh, tweet at me earlier, and sometimes you you have to find some humor, said uh, Sammy Lev sounds more depressed than any of us. Well, I hope I sound not depressed, but uh, look, it's it's hard to to find the silver linings right now with what's been going on. The Padres seven games below 500, but we continue on here in the post game, and again, uh, we'll have Gwyn and Chris, myself, and Scraby today coming your way at the very top of the hour. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. By the way, Frank Marchese tells me the NHL draft was last night. I did know that. Connor Bedard, right? Number one overall pick. See, I know the NHL. Get me to a goals game. Relief pitcher of the game, David Bednar, it's got to be. Bednar was asked by his manager, Derek Shelton, in a 5-4 game to enter in the top of the eighth inning, him on second base, facing a lefty Trent Grisham at the plate, struck him out. 
And then he proceeds in the ninth inning to return to the mound. Walks Gary Sanchez, the pinch hitter, but then strikes out Fernando Tatis Jr., strikes out Juan Soto, and gets a ground out for Manny Machado to end the game. He had to go through the big bats in this lineup, and he got through it. So, really good job by David Bednar, who is, I think, one of the better closers right now in baseball. He's young, very good, former Padre, former Padre prospect, former Amarillo Sod Poodle. In 2019, David Bednar, 16 saves on the season for David Bednar, lowers his ERA to 144 in 31 appearances on the year, and he's our relief pitcher of the game. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game, we got to go with Henry Davis, the rookie catcher who is actually playing outfield right now for Pittsburgh, but a catcher really when he came up through the minor leagues been very good. He had three hits in this game, all singles, but a single and a run scored in the fourth inning. That was the first run the Pirates scored, so it got him going. Then a single in the sixth inning, RBI, made it 4-2. to two. And then he came up in the seventh inning with the game tied at four and hit an RBI single to go ahead 5-4. to four. So very clearly to me, Henry Davis, when you talk about impacts, the impact of his hits today were enormous. Three hits, two RBIs, a run scored. He's our player of the game as the Pirates win it 5-4. to four. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll continue to break this one down. We'll take a look at the top of the lineup for both teams. I want to compare. And we'll also have the out-of-town scoreboard. Then at 2 p.m., Quinn and Chris, but today, Scraby and Sammy coming your way. I-, I was on the air at 8.35 a.m. How are they getting me at after 2 p.m.? Got to make some overtime, right? Just kidding. 5-4, Pirates win it over the Padres. We wrap it up on the postgame show when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show on the Padres Radio Network continues. Final score, Pirates 5, Padres 4. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Again, Gwen and Chris today, Scraby and Sammy, Matt Scraby and myself will uh, join you at 2 p.m. Talk more about the Padres. What is going on right now with the San Diego Padres? And before we take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and wrap things up here, I thought it was important and illuminating to compare the top five in the lineup today for both teams. The top five for San Diego, Tatis, Soto, Machado, Bogarts, Cronenworth, were a combined three for 19, did not drive in a run. The top five for Pittsburgh, Sawinski, McCutcheon, Davis, Santana, Joe, combined eight for 19, drove in three runs. And I think you could very well, despite what happened in the seventh inning, despite the bottom of the order, doing some really good things for the Padres, I think you could very well argue that's where this game was lost. And when we talk about second half, how does this thing get turned around? That top five, Tatis, Soto, Machado, Bogarts, Cronenworth, undoubtedly have to turn this thing around and lead the way. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. 
Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Early start time for the Padres today. So everything else is in progress or coming up in a little bit. Guardians leading the Royals 3-2 in the 10th inning in Kansas City. A's ahead of the Yankees in the 5th inning 3-2. Rays ahead of the Diamondbacks 6-0 in Arizona in the 4th. The Angels leading the White Sox 4-1 in Anaheim in the third. Other games coming up later, Marlins at the Red Sox, Giants at the Blue Jays, Brewers at the Mets, Astros at the Cardinals, Phillies at the Cubs, and later on tonight in Colorado, the Dodgers at the Rockies. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Much more action today coming up around the major leagues. Now let's tell you about our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. For as much as I would love to play a Padres highlight, it's, it's too hard to do it right now with what's going on. So when we talk about the play that impacted this game the most... I mean, I look at the Henry Davis RBI single in the seventh inning. Of course, if we're talking about impact, I mean, the Tim Hill error and the run scoring, I mean, that was that was super impactful. But as far as a base hit, back to Henry Davis, the RBI single in the seventh inning gave the Pirates a 5-4 to four lead, and they never look back. They win it by that final score. So we'll go with that. Henry Davis, go-ahead RBI base hit, one of three hits, two RBIs, Davis had in this game here today. All right, taking a look ahead to tomorrow, like you heard in the post-game press conference with Bob Melvin, it will be right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres tomorrow. Right-hander Graham Ashcraft on the mound for the Reds tomorrow. Tough series, very, very tough series against the Reds team that is playing about as well as anybody right now in baseball. They are young, they are fast, they are talented, they are exciting. I am sure that house in Cincinnati will be rocking, and Taylor Swift is across the street. That's why we're starting tomorrow at 2.10 here in San Diego, first pitch. Local time in Cincinnati, 5.10. It's an odd start time, right, for a Friday game, but the reason, I'm not joking, Taylor Swift is playing across the street. Too much traffic. So 5-10 in uh, Cincinnati. 2-10 here in San Diego tomorrow. Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 1-10. And certainly hope you can join us for that one tomorrow. 1-10 pregame, 2-10 first pitch. And uh, if you missed Bob Melvin's postgame press conference, uh, you can listen back to it as always on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast, and our full post-game show will be up there in a little bit as well. Final totals here today for the Pirates. Five runs, ten hits, no errors. They left on four. For the Padres, four runs, seven hits, one error. They left on eight. Winning pitcher in this game, Dari Moretta, who improves to four and two. Losing pitcher, Tim Hill, who drops to one and two. And the save goes to David Bednar, his 16th of the season. Time of game, two hours and 29 minutes. And the crowd at PNC Park, 16,871. That'll do it for our post-game coverage here on 97.3 The Fan, Padres Radio Network. But I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. Scraby's coming in. We got Gwyn and Chris, myself, Scraby, coming your way. More Padres talk to come after this on 97.3 The Fan. Talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.
for joining us for today's game. For the best coverage of the San Diego Padres, stay tuned to San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Band. This has been a presentation of Odyssey Sports. For even more coverage of your team, download the free Odyssey app and listen to your favorite stations, shows, and podcasts. Thank you for listening to this special presentation on San Diego's number one sports station. We now join our regularly scheduled programming already in progress on 97.3 The Fan. Relive the 2022 Padres postseason in 97.3 The Fan's newest original podcast. And the ball game is over. 12 games in October has a new 